Well, our scripture reading today from 1 Samuel includes several unusual words and lots of specific details. So my reading of it will include several footnotes. And if you're following in your Bible, you can see where I had a footnote or two. Well, just for example, uh, I showed, I showed you all earlier on the map where some of these things occur. And I did bring my staff. Now, this is not a, this is not an, Israeli staff. This is a mountains of North Carolina from Bryson City kind of staff, but but it illustrates the kind of staff we hear about in this story. Listen now for God's word for us is in selected verses from First uh, Samuel seventeen. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle and they came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span. Here's the first footnote. A cubit is about 18 inches. It's the length from the tip of your finger or man's tip of your finger to your elbow. About 18 inches. And a span is what you can reach with your finger and pinky. Well, so if you add that up, six times 18 and the span of six, that's a 114 inch. That'd make him nine and a half feet tall. Well, it depends on what you read. Other scrolls from uh, this text say six foot nine. But either way, Goliath was tall. He was taller than, oh, six foot six Charles Barkley. And if you saw the best movie in the world, Sarah says, the Princess Bride, you know, and Andre the Giant, who had a farm in North Carolina, by the way, he was seven feet five inches tall. So it gives you an example. He was big. All right. He had, Goliath had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Basically, it's 150 pounds of armor. He had greaves of bronze on his leg. Now, greaves, are, we call them shin guards because, right, you know, your, your bone's right next to the skin on, on your shin, and so that needed protecting. Protect your tibia, you know. He had a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. That's a 19-pound spearhead. The man was big and strong, and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw for, for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul, remember the king, and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. David rose early in the morning, 
left someone in charge of the sheep. You remember he was a boy shepherd. Took the provisions and went as Jesse, that is his daddy, had commanded him. He came to the encampment as the army was going forth to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage, ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers as he talked with them, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistine and spoke the same words as before, and David heard him. David said to Saul, let no one's heart be fail because of him. Your servant will go to and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight with him, but you're just a boy. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And it turned against. if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw and strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Kind of thoughts and prayers, right? Saul clothed David with his armor. He put on a bronze helmet on his head, clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried in vain to walk, <laughs> for he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I am not used to them. So David removed them. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi. Now, a wadi is, we call it dry branch in North Carolina. A wadi is a water course that's dry except when it rains. He took smooth stones and put them in his shepherd's bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. Kind of a male model, I guess, huh? Then the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Sticks, he carried that staff. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies 
of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and wild animals of the earth so that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. And all that assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistines drew nearer to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle, toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag and brought out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Don't you just love an underdog story? Whether it's a, a Star Wars movie about a little band led by Luke and Leia and Han defeating Darth Vader and his Death Star, or an Andy Griffith episode where Opie stands up to a bully, even though he did get a black eye. Or a basketball game where NC State's 83 Cinderella Wolfpack beat Houston's five slamma-jamma. Nobody will ever beat them. These midgets can't beat them. These guys are giants. But they did. And by the way, that Houston team included a real live giant named Hakeem Olajuwon. He was seven feet tall. That was big in those days. We love stories of underdog victories. And part of what we like about the underdog stories is they encourage us that despite lousy odds, we're encouraged to have a positive attitude. Well, that's part of the appeal of the David and Goliath story, David's attitude. You see, everybody else looked at giant. Goliath said, he's so big, I can't win. And young David said, he's so big, I can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I mentioned Nandy Griffith episode. There was one recently where they, where Opie had a slingshot, you know, and he shoots the bird later on, but... Uh, Barney's trying to explain to him how David did that with Goliath, and, and they took it, and they'd have an inner tube and a stick like that, and they'd go, bing, you know, something like that with the stick. And, of course, what Andy asked Barney is, hey, where you reckon old David got that inner tube? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was being mischievous, because it wasn't the kind of slingshot that most of us got in trouble with when we were little. <laughs> it was a a slingshot it was a leather strap with a pouch in the middle and two, two straps, and you sling that thing around, and once you got enough centripetal force going, you let go of one of those cords, and the rock went sailing. That was one of their weapons. Not quite like you didn't need the inner tube, you know? Well, 
this story is it's not included in the Bible just to give us some entertaining underdog story or just to tell us, you know, the backstory on young King David when he was a young fellow. What I'm telling you is that the story has been included in the Bible not because it's a King David story, but because it's a story for us. It teaches us something about us, something about God. Much of the truth in this story involves underestimation. Everybody underestimated David. Saul said, you just a boy. He also said, you need to wear my armor. All this heavy stuff. Goliath, he was insulted by having such a puny character. He looked at David and said, he disdained him for he was only a youth. I think disdained him and sort of gave him the stink eye, right? Well, Goliath didn't think much of David's equipment. Now, my dog, that you come at me with sticks, that's that. Now, maybe he didn't see that slingshot. He sure didn't see that rock coming, did he? <laughs> Sometimes you need to duck. <laughs> well, it's not just a story of how one chosen by God defeated a giant enemy and became a leader of Israel. It's also the prelude to a, a tragic warning because the tragedy of David's story is that in the end, when he got to be king, King David became Goliath because he was armed with wealth and power so that he could send hapless Uriah into battle to be killed while he stayed home and took, took over the temptingly beautiful Bathsheba. We want to see ourselves as David, but like David, we need to guard against becoming Goliath's bullies ourselves. Goliath underestimated David's God. The 45th verse tells us the key difference between David and Goliath. David said, you come to me with sword and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now, do you remember how many stones... David picked up? I know you remember the song, Only a Little Boy David and Five Little Stones He Took. He picked up five, but he only used one, didn't he? You see, David teaches a lesson, us a lesson to be prepared for adversity. He was prepared to take more than one shot because he had Five stones. You know, he might have missed a time or two. He was prepared for unforeseen adversities. Like, well, you know, what if Goliath had had a, a bigger, angrier brother? <laughs> he had more stones. We need more stones in our pouches, too. Well, what are your giant challenges? For some, the giant challenges are health issues. That can be just a matter of Oh, you need to get those numbers down, you know, weight, cholesterol, blood pressure, triglycerides, and things you may have never heard of. Sometimes it's dealing with dreaded diagnoses and difficult treatments. So many folks on our prayer list are dealing with those very things. For some, it's money, money enough to feed and house and clothe and educate ourselves and our children and others we may be responsible for. For some, it's the challenge of finding our purpose in life. What are we called to be doing? For some, the giant challenges are not external but internal. 
For some, the giant challenge of finding relief, it's finding relief from my fears, our anxieties, our uncertainties, our doubts, our lack of confidence. What are your five stones? What do you have to help you deal with your giant challenges? What brings you, what builds your courage instead of feeding your fears? What gives you hope when the odds are not just against you, but overwhelmingly against you? When the challenges you face are giant, what do you depend on? May we be able to sing and say with David the psalmist, if I had not been, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when our enemies attacked us, then we would have, they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us and then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Thanks be to God.